Hello, and welcome to Coffee Talk with Crystal. I am Crystal Grafton Combs, host of this podcast and international president of Alpha Omicron Pi Fraternity. Originally started in 2019, Coffee Talk is a personal project designed to connect with the women of Alpha Omicron Pi and our greater community of sisters and friends. Here, we will talk about life, leadership, sisterhood, and so much more. So thank you for listening, and now let's get to the next episode. Lisa Nadenthal, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. I am so happy to have you here. The last time you were here was in a different capacity, and now we are going to talk about your AOPI story, your experiences as a collegiate and an alumna member, and of course, the archives campaign. So let's start at the beginning. Tell me your AOPI story. Well, my AOPI story starts with um, me being a sophomore at Indiana University um, and realizing that as, as fun as my dorm experience was, um, I needed to find a new place to live uh, for the, the second half of my college uh, career. And so I went through recruitment, which of course at Indiana is in the winter. And at the end of that experience, I did like AOPI a lot. I had a, I had a friend um, on the floor um, who had a good connection on my dorm floor, who had a good connection to AOPI. But I wasn't fully um, convinced. I single preferenced um, another group and I did not get the bid. And so the next day, AOPI called and said, we, we would love to have you. And so they snapped me back up and that was how I became an AOPI. And of course, looking back and even, even only a year later or a few months later, I knew it was the right thing. And I was so thrilled that they had the, you know, that I had the opportunity and could still become a member of the group. Um, and I don't think it would have been a good fit to be in the other group. So that's how I became an AOPI. And, and uh, to me, the thing that then really launched me into a lifetime of volunteering was becoming a, a chapter consultant. At the time we called an ELC chapter consultants. And I did that again, mostly because as you know, Crystal, I always say I'm a, I'm a procrastinator, so you have to give me a deadline. <laughs> and um, so that year I was, uh, I was cleaning out my closets, I was doing all my organizing, and there was nothing left to do except either study for finals or put in the application. And so I decided to put in the application. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, one of my favorite things that you said to me, you said, I am never going to be late, but I will not be early. <laughs> yes. That's, and I still say that, and I, and I really, I need, that's why I need a deadline. I will never miss a deadline, but I won't be early. And it is my nature, which I have decided to, I decided several years ago to just embrace and try not to change. So it works. <laughs> I love it because you are correct. You have never missed a deadline for as long as I have known you. So, so at least you are honest in what you're putting out into the world. Exactly. Thank so you. Lisa, I love this story, and I think that it really speaks to how we always say you end up where you're supposed to be. I certainly think it's true for you. Tell me, what what is a highlight of your collegiate experience that you would share with us? I think, I really think um, that senior year um, and when I knew that I was going to become a consultant and sort of how it shifted my role in the chapter a little bit. You know, I felt like I think some of my chapter sisters were kind of surprised because they, you know, I, I had been I had had a leadership position, but I wasn't chapter president. Um, I, I didn't you know, I was always a very strong volunteer in the chapter 
and I was, you know, open rush chairman and assistant formal rush chairman. And I was on the um, chapter uh, relations, as we called it back then, committees and and nominating chairman, all those kinds of things. But I didn't have like a, a big office really ever. Um, and so I think when um, when I got, they were a little surprised that I would pursue something that that was sort of Morio pie. And I think it sort of shifted me in the chapter that last semester. It was really fun to be kind of a leader and a mentor and um, and really go out of the chapter with feeling like I was was giving back already. So it's not an instance, but I just think maybe just a shift in in my role there, which was really which was really great. You know, recruitment at, at Indiana is is a huge thing, and I think recruitment every year was always my favorite part. I mean, it was it was grueling and it was. It was hours and hours and membership selection was, you know, Kate practically catered and, you know, it was just a long, long, intense process, but it was really where we, where the core of our sisterhood kind of lived in a really great way. And so I think that's, that's another, I think, real favorite memory. Let's talk about your alumni experience, because certainly your time did not end with being a chapter consultant. You have continued on. I first met you when you were what I considered to be, quote, my foundation president, because you were president of the foundation when I came in as a new board member back in, my goodness, 2009. But you had volunteered before then. Tell me a little bit about that experience and some highlights you would offer there. I started out um, when I moved to California and the the first thing I did was reconnect with with, um, Ale Pies, with Leslie Michaels, who was a consultant with me and um, meeting all of her connections in California in the sisterhood. So I started out and I was helping the chapter at New Lambda at USC and then eventually um, became a regional director, um, sort of like a specialist, of course, different terminology, but similar roles. And really, you know, did that for quite a while. Then took a little time off, got married, all that stuff. When I came back in, it was it was very clear that I wanted to kind of get involved in the foundation side. And, and Barbara Hunt was instrumental in that, of course. She invited me to a luncheon and the next thing you know, I'm on, a committee and then the next thing you know i'm on the board and the next thing you know i'm the president of the board so um barbara as you know well is very persuasive and (laughs) so i loved that and then um you know after that i kind of went into um again took a little there's always some some time for breathing i mean early on i started the greater greater la alumni chapter with some other sisters which was really fun too but then I got into some network work and including being a network director and then, you know, again on the executive board, um, sort of that just sort of evolved. Um, timing seemed really right. And that was a great experience and working with you and having you be my president, which was really fun to sort of have the shift of that. Um, <laughs> and now I am, I'm, I'm, I've still stayed involved in, in the foundation, of course, for all these years, and I'm on a couple of committees, and I am just started um, as president of Greater Los Angeles Alum Chapter, which is sort of coming full circle, and it's something I've never done. Um, when we started the chapter years ago, I was, I think, panhellenic rep and stuff like that, but I never became president, and so this is kind of going to be a fun uh, experience, and I think there's a lot of room for growth in the chapter, and I'm hoping I can be part of that, so. I have no doubt that it is true. Lisa, you've talked about all of these things you have done, and 
the one sort of common theme through it all has been your support of our foundation. And of course, we are now in the middle of an archives campaign for the new museum in celebration of our 125th. What inspired you to give to this particular project? Well, to me, um, it was very simple. Once I heard, uh, well, of course, I knew about it when I was still on the executive board. Um, and the thing that really attracted me is I feel like it is the first time um, that there's been the sort of the best meshing of the fraternity leadership and the foundation leadership. You know, we've, we've it's, it's not that we've not worked together well before, because we obviously have, but I feel like this was the, the, this sort of was the culmination of all of our hopes and dreams for a collaboration that we wanted to see. And, and it, and it, it was something that we could all embrace. And, um, and for me, that was the key, the seeing the sisterhood, the fraternity leadership, the foundation leadership, staffs work together so beautifully and so collaboratively was, was the key for me. So now everyone has seen some renderings of the new museum. What do you think will be your favorite part? Oh my gosh, that's really gonna be hard because I think it's gonna be fabulous. Um, I am a history buff, so I really think that, you know, still the historical elements of it are, are going to be great. But I love the, I love the interactive elements of it. And I, and I love the fact that it is going to be like a constantly updated um, place, I guess. Um, knowing that our, our history is, is preserved is the key for me. And I think having it in a, in a, in a very accessible place is going to be, is going to be sort of the best of both. When we talk about preserving our history and preparing for our future, what is one piece of advice you would offer for our young sisters who are just beginning their AOPI experience? Um, I think just just say yes. You know, <laughs> um, open yourself up to the opportunity to serve, um, and whether that's just you know, or, or participate. Um, whether that's just saying yes to a sister who says, "Hey, will you come along with me? I'm volunteering at this thing," or you know, come to this event with me or, hey, do you want to join this committee? Um, I think that's the key. Just say yes. The more you give um, of your own yourself and your own time and, and talents, the more you're going to get back. I mean, in, in the tenfold. Um, and many of us who volunteered, including you, I know, Crystal, for all these years have, you know, we all say that we've got, we've got gotten back so much more than we've given and it's true. And so if you open yourself up to the, to that opportunity, I think you'll, you won't be disappointed. Absolutely. Okay. Favorite part, 20 questions. You're ready. Here we go. Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> Do you prefer coffee or tea? Coffee. Milk chocolate or dark? You know, I don't eat chocolate, so a lot. <laughs> I do know this. Neither. <laughs> Your favorite holiday? Thanksgiving. Shoes or purses? <sighs> so hard. Purses. Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Your favorite season? Autumn. Your favorite flavor of ice cream? 
I mean, it's going to sound gross, but there's a vegan pecan praline that I get at a place in Culver City, California. So yeah, I'm a vegan ice cream person. When it's prepared (laughs) with pralines, it doesn't sound gross at all. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) What is something you notice about someone when you first meet them? Their eyes. I really try to connect with their eyes. Um, So yeah. Cats or dogs? Dogs. What is your biggest pet peeve? Lack of information. When people aren't just upfront about the situation, like when you're on an airplane and um, you're sitting there on the tarmac and it's nobody said a word for 25 minutes, all you want to <laughs> is hear, what is the problem? Just tell me the problem and I'll sit here more quietly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Your favorite board game? Monopoly. Your first job? Lifeguard. Do you like surprises? Not really. What is one song you know all the words to? Oh, gosh, there's so many, but I'll say Thunder Road by Bruce Springsteen. Love it. Do you like your handwriting? Um, yeah, because it kind of reminds me of my mom's. Oh, I like that. We are now in the last year of the biennium. All roads lead to convention. Where was your first AOPI convention? It was in D.C. When I was a consultant, yeah. Oh, that's right. 1985. What is one thing you cannot travel without? I guess a book. Window or aisle seat? Does it depend on what class I'm in? I think (laughs) think, uh, more and more aisle. (laughs) Your favorite of our brand colors? I think coral, the confident coral. And last but not least, what is your favorite convention tradition? I think that the this, this sisterhood circle at the very, very end when we're all singing and, and you know, crossing arms. Yes. Lisa, thank you so much for taking time to talk with me today and sharing your AOPI experience. And as always, for everyone out there listening, thank you. Until next time, stay safe and be well. Mm-hmm.